0: Good morning, everybody. It's just such a privilege to be able to minister what's on my heart with you to you today. And what I really have on my heart is to share over the next two weeks on the healing power of God. And it is so incredible. And now, more than ever, we need to know and be able to receive the healing that God has for us in our lives because we all know what we're facing right now. But COVID has not taken God by surprise and it has not diminished his power. But I've looked around over the past 18 months and seen fear and confusion um, that are the things that are rubbing us right now. There are questions and what ifs and experiences that people are going through. So many of us have had loss or have gone through um, times of sickness, illness, stress, and things like that. We are constantly being bombarded with negative reports. Um, Accusations are being spoken, negative things are being spoken. People are talking about this as if everybody has to get it and they have to get it badly, but that's not what God says. And so even if we have had bad and hard experiences and we've had sad news, we can say, but God, experiences and the threat of COVID has taken our eyes off the Lord and what He has given to us in so many um places instead of taking his promises and even thinking about them we are so busy being concerned and worried fear has begun to replace faith in our lives and so our eyes are not on the lord and his word and his faithful promises it's become so easy to put them on the circumstances and i want to encourage each of us today that it is time for us to take stock of where um, is our faith? What do we actually believe? What are we speaking? What are we anticipating? And it's time for us to think again of who God is and what he has done for us. I want to start sharing right from the beginning Um, of God's working with his people and God has always been willing to protect his people from calamities that have already come on the world and that are still going to come. God is still on the throne. He has not been surprised by this and his word is still true. His word is yea and amen. So First of all, I want us to look at what God did for the Israelites in Egypt, because this is the beginning of the time when God starts to reveal himself and his names, which are his character, to the Israelites. And the one very important one for today is the name Jehovah Rapha. But before we get there, let's have a look at when the Israelites were in Egypt. Yes, they were slaves. Yes, they were having a really hard time. And yes, they were crying out to God over many, many, many years. But God was listening. And I want to remind you that when he started the process of getting the Israelites out of Egypt, in order to take them to the promised land, There were amazing things that happened. In Egypt, we know that there were many plagues, 10 of them in fact. And all of them happened over the entire land of Egypt except one space. And that was the land of Goshen. And it was the Israelites who lived in Goshen. And so Their experience was, we see the calamity, we see the plagues, but we don't experience them. That is our God. Amen. The plagues did not materialize where the Israelites lived. Now, why should we as children of God not expect and experience similar things? It's a question for us to think about. Even when it came to the 10th plague where every firstborn child of the Egyptians was taken when the angel of death was given the authority over the land. But you know what? Not one Israelite firstborn was taken by death at all. The angel of death passed over all of the Israelite firstborn. Why? Because They had the symbol of the blood of the lamb on their doorposts and their lintels in the form of a cross. And that spoke of Jesus. That spoke of what God was already showing them and pointing towards the future when Jesus would come and take sin and death and sickness upon him on the cross and defeat it. And so I want you to begin to let this sink into you. Death could not touch them. And I want to say that is my experience. My mom, although she was 93 and she'd lived an amazing life, at the beginning of this year, it, she got ill and she went into hospital. But as I was praying for her, And I was saying, because we all know that when people go into hospital at this point in time, you can't visit them, you can't see them, and it becomes a really stressful time. But I went to the Lord, and I said to the Lord, I know she's 93, and I know that there comes a time where she is going to pass on from this life. But Father, do not let her die in hospital alone. Touch her. Bring her home. If it's her time to go, let her go when we are with her. And you know that's what God did. And the most incredibly comforting thing was that God said to me, Death will not take her. I will fetch her. And I want to share this with you. Because the Israelites experienced that. Death could not touch them. Why? Because of the blood of the Lamb. And when my mom went home to be with the Lord... Death did not take her. Yes, she died, but it was absent from the body present with the Lord because he came and fetched her because her race was run and her time was over. And now she was stepping in to the next part of eternity. And so those of us who have experienced um, people dying at this time through COVID, you need to know that God says it's not death that takes them. I will fetch them when it is their time to come and be with me. And so I really trust that you will start to meditate on this. You will start to allow Holy Spirit to reveal this to you because it is God's gift to each of his children is that he will fetch them when the time comes. Right in the beginning when God led the Israelites out of Egypt, the Lord introduced himself In Exodus 15 verse 26, as Jehovah Rapha, and he said to them, I am the Lord who heals you. That's what Jehovah Rapha means. That was one of the first names and characters of God that he revealed to the people of Israel. And we heard last week from Pastor Jean-Michel about the time in the desert where snakes were biting and killing the people. And God told Moses to put a bronze snake on a stick, on a pole. And all who were sick came and they looked up on that snake on the pole and they were all healed. God was already showing himself as Jehovah Rapha, the healing, the healer. And he was pointing to Jesus, who as the Son would be lifted up on the cross for the healing of his people too. I want to read to us from Malachi 4, verse 2. And it says, But to you who fear my name, the Son of righteousness shall arise with healing. In his wings. And this, when it says those who fear my name, it means be in awe of his name. Realize what his name actually means, because then as you allow that faith to rise in you, He shows Himself as the Son of Righteousness, as Jehovah Rapha, the the One who heals us, the Son who rises with healing in His wings. This is a prophecy about Jesus Christ and who He is. Another prophecy is found in Isaiah 53, verses 4 to 5. And it says, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, Smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That is the prophetic word about Jesus Christ. And healing was such a vibrant part of God's promises, of his nature, of his character, and of his actions in the Old Testament. I could spend all morning giving you examples. David has a vivid experience and understanding of what the Lord has done for us in the area of healing through Jesus Christ and in many other areas as well. So we're going to look at what David wrote in Psalm 103 verse 1 through to verse 5. And this is what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We, we sing about soaring and mounting up on wings like eagles. We um, know all these things. We took communion this morning to remind ourselves about what Jesus has done for us. It is the prophetic and the understanding and the action of God in the Old Testament, but it doesn't stop there. Because in the New Testament, 1 Peter 2 verse 24 says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed, or we were healed. Because now it's New Testament, now it is after the fact of Jesus going to the cross for us. And then Acts 10 verse 38 says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And then Matthew 8:16 and 17 says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself bore our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And this is Jesus who fulfilled that prophetic word, and he still fulfills it today. He has not stopped healing people. Do you know that there are 22 healing miracles recorded in the Gospels? And John tells us that Jesus did so many works that there aren't enough books to contain it all. So 22 examples is just a small fraction of what Jesus did while he was on the earth. And if he did it in the Old Testament and he did it while he was on earth, he certainly wants to do it today. So we need to begin to focus again on who the Lord is and what He has promised to do for us and renew our faith and belief system on His truth. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. And when God sends his word, it's to heal us. That is in scripture as well. We are going to need to live by faith in his promises and in his word more and more. As this age and dispensation draws closer to the end. We are going to be challenged in our faith and trust in Him to the core of our very beings. We need to build up our faith. We need to build up our foundations and our reliance on the truth of God's Word in every situation and not allow circumstances to pull us away from the Word. Now, why are we going to go through? Why are we going through things now and why are we still going to go through things as this dispensation and this age closes? Well, it's because the enemy knows that his time is short and he's not going to have much more time in order to hurt God. That's all his plan is, to hurt God. How does he hurt God? By taking as many people That God made and that He loves, and that Jesus died for, taking them out of the way, getting them their focuses off God, messing with their lives, stealing them from God, and not allowing them to experience either salvation or the fullness of what God has for them, and the reason He does that is he wants to change God's timeline. He still wants to be in control. His nature has never changed. He wanted to control things from the beginning, and that's why he took over with Adam and Eve and deceived them till they gave it to him. And then he thought, well, now I have it. Except God said, no, you don't, because Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world, from before the foundation. And he is going to... Crush your head. And Satan knows his time is close. But he is going to do as much as he can in the terms of damage. The only thing that is stopping him really taking over are the people of God. Because we have Jesus. We have Holy Spirit. We have the Word. We have faith. And we are the ones that are stopping his plans. So what is he going to try and do? Attack the church and get them to stop believing God for the fullness of what God has. And so one of his plans has been to use COVID, to use this time, to bring so many circumstances, to get us into fear and confusion so that he can undermine Jehovah Rapha in the church. And then, what are we going to say? Well, it's just like everybody else. There is no difference between a child of God or somebody who is not a child of God. There is no more healing. It's not happening. we all subject to the same things. But no, Jehovah Rapha has not changed. He has not um, grown weary. His power has not come less. And so we need to rise up now and we need to um, really look at what do I believe? How am I facing every circumstance that I am coming to? How am I dealing with what's going on in my own thoughts, my own body, my own emotions, my own surroundings? What am I doing? Am I allowing what is coming to steal the truth of God's word from me. No, let us rise, because not only do we need to rise for ourselves, we need to arise for the future, and we also need to arise to show others that there is hope in God, that God is still on the throne, that Jesus who took um, and bore all our diseases and took those stripes for us, he still heals today. It is so vitally important for us to move forward in the power of his love and his healing in a mighty way. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So I'm standing against the spirit of fear that has been released through this pandemic. And I'm saying, no, spirit, you have no right over God's children. You will be exposed as the liar and the deceiver that you are, because God has given us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And we are rising up. We are declaring Jehovah Rapha, Jesus our healer. We are receiving. We will continue to receive. And not only will we receive for ourselves, but we will continue to trust going forward for everybody who comes into our sphere of influence. So I want to say to us today, it's time for us to rise up. I want to close with sharing a testimony with you this is a current testimony that is in the process of coming to fruition. I have a friend who um, is in the medical profession. And they were called um, to a man who had fourth stage lung cancer. And this man had had the last rites given to him. His priest had come and had got him ready for death and everything like that and so everything was ready for him to go home and be with the lord but then he he and his wife called this friend of mine who then went afterwards and said okay we know what the circumstances are but can we pray And they said, yes, please. So she took a a cloth that had been anointed and she laid it on this man and she started praying over him and declaring the healing power of God into this man's body. And while she was praying, his lungs were sounding absolutely terrible. But she finished the prayer, left the cloth there and she went home. The next day, The man started, the the sounds in his lungs um, started to um, go down. He started to breathe easier. And three days later, he started talking again. And so he is in the process of receiving an amazing testimony where everybody had given him up and they thought he was going to die. God has said, it is not time. And so God is busy working in his body right now. And this is an ongoing testimony. So I want to just declare that the healing power of God will continue to manifest in this man's life. And his name will be glorified. The name of Jesus for what he's doing in this man's life in giving him more life. And so this is a current testimony. There are so many more testimonies, but there is not enough. We still need to get more. So I want you to rise up in faith, greater faith in God's promises for healing. Each day, challenge your own heart to believe God even deeper. Amen. Amen. Be blessed in Jesus' name.